We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, the old man, Andreas Hale, talking boxing today. It's a little light because there's not too much boxing to talk about this weekend, but a great weekend to recap. We have Emmanuel Navarrete winning his third title in a different division. And damn, he had to dig deep to win that belt. Then we have a stacked women's card. Amanda Serrano becoming undisputed. Alicia Bumgarner becoming undisputed. So much to talk about there. I mean, shit. We already know Serrano's next fight. Huge. Bumgarner could be in for another fight. Another huge fight also. Whether it's fighting, you know, the woman who was champion at the vacate. Or whether it's an old foe having to come back and, and running it back for the undisputed titles. So many options. Women's boxing always crushing it. Giving us the fights we want. And talk about another fight that uh, may not be giving us what we want. Dre, it, it is, it's ugly out here. We're going to talk about the return of Anthony Joshua, who is not training in the UK. Man's down here in Texas. He's already arrived, training for his fight. It's going to be on April 1st. So we'll talk about the trainer change, the future Anthony Joshua, a lot of stuff to talk about there. If you haven't already, make sure you guys check out MMA episode dropped earlier in the week. No guest this week. But we did an amazing breakdown of the upcoming UFC pay-per-view. Gave a full preview of that. Talked about the return of Conor McGregor as well. Make sure you guys check that out. Pro wrestling still to come this week. Finally get to talk AEW. Get to talk about some of the auxiliary shows. GCW's making the rounds. See how hype we are for WrestleMania week. It's, it's almost here. It's almost here. Six weeks away. So I fight, we finally locked down our plans. I got the spot that I'm staying in. We're getting tickets to everything. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Can't wait for Mania. We're going to talk about that as well. But like I said, boxing on this show. But we're starting it out, Dre. You watch the Grammys. Full yeah. award show. Front to back. It's weird. Like, you know, for those who are new to the podcast, I wrote the Grammy program for like five years. I was their actual on-site blogger in 2015. So I sat in the pit the entire show, which was crazy. Because I was like, this sucks. I was bored, <laughs> right? It was a year. I got to see Prince right before he died backstage. I saw Beyonce, Jay-Z. I was at the Grammys. And I was like, this is boring. 
And then, you know, I slowly transitioned out and stopped doing Grammy stuff. Um, I hadn't really watched the Grammys because I don't care. But I was like, oh, let me see. Beyonce's performing. She might break the record. We're going to see Jay-Z. God, dude. Okay. We don't talk about all that. I'm so hot. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me sit down. And, you know, I have my son. My 10-month-old my was losing his mind. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to change the channel. I'm just going to leave this on. Whenever music comes on, he just he watches it. So I watched the whole thing. I sat there and watched the entire Grammy. He's like, what is wrong with I'm telling you, without covering it, as a fan yeah. of the art, we're going to do this pro wrestling stuff. If you had to give a grade to this year's Grammys, what does it get? You're way, if people, mm. again, are new. He is the hardest judge of anything. He is, hands down, the hardest judge of music ever. Like, try to give Kanye 4.5. Mike's in the source. And a collaborative effort made it 5. Mike's so this Grammys in terms of awards and you got to grade it based on like your awards experience from like the ratchet shit you went to back in the day in Miami mm, to ozone awards. ozone awards to the source awards where people always fought and shot up shit to the classiest of Grammys I mean this was like a B I, I love the tribute to hip hop which we'll talk about the 50 year yes, tribute I, I loved it um, some people had a problem with it which I'll talk about in a minute Lizzo's performance was great. Um, Stevie Wonder, man. I got to see Stevie. Anytime Stevie's on it. With Chris Stapleton, I was like, this is dope. Um, I'd love to see like a Beyonce. So this was, this was like a solid B. Grammys usually suck and they're really boring. But I was intrigued by some of the performances. Bad Bunny starting to show off. Um, yeah, it's a good show. Good show. Awards were, you know, we'll get to the album of the year. Yes. So, we'll actually start with the performances before we get to the awards and everything. So, performance-wise, first off, I root for everybody black. I root for everybody Puerto Rican. You're new to the show. So, Fat Bunny coming out and being super Spanish, super Puerto Rican. Like, I, I loved it. Like, that's, that's my culture. That's my fam. Like, I, I love the island. I'm the island. Going back short in a couple of months. The honest and true representation of people on stage is, is phenomenal. And the guy is a pop star now, Huge. but bringing the the true aspects of the culture because he really could have just played the hits. No, he he's always repping for for the island. So I, I love that great way to start it off with Bad Bunny. The other thing that stands out to me, Madonna's face. She looks like Jigsaw from Saw. Yo, what happened? Plastic surgery's been going like that now. Like again, you don't watch as much like. Um, reality TV is me. But I see that shit a lot. Like the, the jowls. Because they, they are saying with plastic surgery in terms of face is that you lose fat in your face and that's what causes like the wrinkles and make you look older. So it slims your face out. So they're trying to like inject fat into the faces to give you like a youthful look. But it just gives you like this weird square jaw. She, looks like, she looked like Jigsaw. Everybody looked like Quagmire. Everybody got quagmire. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> face yeah. shape. Every, I'm every, sorry. Everyone now. I had to interrupt you with that because Madonna's face. No, oh, yeah, that was a great interruption. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But performance wise, never been a big Lizzo fan. Like I just, I don't. It's not I for love me. Her. My I, daughters love her. I love her. Like if there was a person that I would just want to hang out with, it'd be Lizzo. She seems like cool. Like I mean, it's just full of positive energy. I mean, she is. You know, some people call certain people industry plant. She's anything but. 
She's just kind of figured this thing out. And now, like she said, like everybody's talking about body positivity and all this stuff. She's just kind of her. I thought her performance was great. She took him to church. She's just a rapper. This, I, I love the body positivity aspect of it. Like, keep rocking the two pieces. Let it, let it rock. Like, shout outs. Every, everyone who's been listening to the show for a long time knows. Loves. <laughs> yeah, love, love, love all, the, all the sizes. So, um, no, that's, that's great. But, yeah, like, musically, she's just very, again, just very poppy for the sake of being poppy. Maybe it's just one of those things where her songs are always everywhere. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't get playing the But she can do it. She can. I just don't understand how that mixes into, like, pop music. I, so you I get some- why people call it industry playing, because, like, the pieces, the, the sum does not equal the whole, or whatever, however it is. The sum of the parts do not equal the whole. Like, you put all those things on paper and be like, yo, this is going to be a top five pop star in the world. You'd be like, how? But it, it is her energy. It's her positivity. It's, some, it's her it factor that makes all those pieces work. Because not everyone can pull that off. Like, that's, oh. that's not something you go into an A&R's office and they're just like, oh, yo, we need someone who could do all the, we need, <laughs> like, the Lizzo look, the flute, nah. the this, the that. The music, like, be like, what? No A&R is going to say, like, this is the person we need. No, not, especially not 10 years ago. Yeah, so I'm not even, today. I wasn't saying that today. Like, they're, they're saying, oh, you got to sit on a stool and just belt out lyrics. Like, if you're that size or, uh, you know, all this. Stuff. And she has the vocal talent. So it's just, yeah, she's not an industry plant. I see how people, like, conspire with that because it's just so hard to, to figure it out. But no, industry plants are like you have the exact mix of things and they give you and force feed you yeah. ready-made hits by people who often, unfortunately, look like Lizzo, who are talented, crafting these hits, and they don't want to put them in the forefront. So that's, that's an industry plan. People just don't understand how the hell that works. And so, no, she's, she's the opposite of that. So um, kudos to her. Though, again, her you know, moment of shine. God did. Andre, you know, hey, five minute verse on the Grammys. Holds God MC, man. He do whatever he wants. He can. And I mean, look, man, it's funny because that song, nobody, it's like, I, like when Kendrick did Control, and everybody's yeah. like, who was on that song? Jay Electronic and Big Sean? They were? Yeah, they were. This song has Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. I don't know anybody that knows any of their verses at it's all. It's crazy. Lil Wayne's verse is tough. But, but yeah. nobody, like, nobody cares. Because Jay-Z just went off. And this is what they closed the show with. And, you know, basically the last supper table. Oh, and the first thing man. I thought was like, who's eating all this food? Because they're just going to get up and leave. I, hey, I'm not a big DJ Khaled fan. I get, you know, there's a lot of things. Like, he puts the songs. Like, I get it. Don't like it. Um, <laughs> but, and even God did as a song. It's like, it's fine until Jay-Z raps. And then it's like, all right. This Jay-Z's verse. Like, you take that verse off and be like, damn. More impressive is he remembers the whole verse. Entirely. Doesn't mess up at all. We got kids out here that can't remember hooks. Jay-Z nailed the entire verse. No lip singing, no nothing. Man. Yeah. And I know kids was like, that's Beyonce's husband? Yes. He's the God MC. Yep. Shout out to Rakim, who was there as well, but. And my man Torrey got video of Rakim and Jay-Z meeting backstage. Not meeting, like dapping each other yeah. up. And it was like, the mega powers combined. It was like when I saw that shit. I was like, Only person missing was Nas. Yeah, that's it. And 
honestly, they he gave him a break because he could have won Best Hip Hop Album this year too. Yeah. Thought this was the best King's Disease album. Yeah, did it? Did it get nominated this year? No, no. It's did it make the cut? It didn't make the cut. And we'll talk about albums yeah. that didn't make the cut. They're going to give people problems next year. Yeah, got this one album in particular that there's two albums actually. Good luck beating them next year. Yeah, like but we'll get there. King's Disease probably runs it back again next year. King's Disease could have competition. It could. I mean, you got a whole. You got a, you got a while, seven but seven months. I'll just say it now. There's two albums. Taylor Swift. Yes. And uh, Scissors SOS. Good luck beating either of those albums for R&B Album of the Year and Taylor Swift probably for Album of the Year. Yeah, I think she probably likes it. If she was in this category, she probably won it. This category would have been difficult. I'll explain why as we go through the show. But it's like, again, it's Taylor. She's safe, but she had an edgy album. Which get, she's the front runner already. She breaks all. She broke Ticketmaster. Yep. She's done everything right. Because you couldn't have told me like when Kanye and Taylor Swift were on stage. You couldn't have told me that in 2023 I'd be like, Yay, Taylor Swift! Fuck Kanye. Couldn't <laughs> tell me that was gonna happen. Here we are. Swerve. Yeah, it's, it's the swerve. It's the Vince Russo swerve. But Taylor, good luck beating Taylor Swift, and good luck beating SZA for R&B album of the year. Good luck. That was still number one. My daughter for her birthday is going her birthday was last week she didn't I gave her money but outside of that she's going to see SZA that was her present the tickets are like two SZA's man I interviewed SZA years ago when she was opening up for Wolfgang Amadeus at the rooftop of the Cosmopolitan I met SZA when she first signed to TDK Long story, people that have listened to this podcast know that I've done stuff with TD in the past. But I met SZA, and we talked, and I was like, hmm, she's different. Like, the music that she made was different. She still follows me on Twitter, which is weird. I didn't know until the other day. So I was like, she follows you on Twitter. And I was like, really? I was like, oh, yeah. But seeing what she did with this SOS album, seeing that it's still number one, and seeing how it still resonates with people, and the Kill Bill video, and then every time she shows up on screen, everybody tells about how thick she is. Good luck. Good luck. Unless Beyonce drops another album this year, good luck beating SZA. We'll talk about Beyonce. She's probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> she probably should. She could take Tyler, it. y'all ass. Yep. Um, no, yeah. So, I mean, those perform the God Did performance stuck out. And then, yeah, the hip-hop performance. First of all. Oh, I didn't get the... Wait, real quick. Before we get into the hip-hop performance. I didn't get the, like, little devil performance. Sam Smith? Yeah. It's from their album. For the woman, she's trans. So, it's it's this whole... It pissed the Bible thumpers off. Okay, I'm yeah. with it. <laughs> but uh, like, if that's if that's the case, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm here to you know crack a few eggs, make an omelet. That's, the hip, not mad at that. The first thing about the hip hop fifty that I noticed, aside from like, first of all, I was standing in front of my TV, I, like I was jumping up and down. I was like, oh shit, Dayla. I was like, yo, Queen Latifah, it's going nuts. Melly Mel, why are you so buff at this yo. age? Are those real abs or are those De La Hoya abs? Nah, he can't afford the De La Hoya abs. Like, De La Hoya is rich. Like, I'm not saying Melly Mel's broke, but... But he hitting the yard still. Like, yeah, he, he's yo. doing push-ups on the streetlights. Like, yeah, he's doing the pull-ups. Like, yeah, on the he's little doing dr- pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah, like, Melly Mel's doing that. There's no reason this man should be this buff. Nah, he never and I would never a wear a shirt. I would oh. never wear a shirt. Man, came out, I was like, don't push me. I was like, God damn. You're like 60. Rich. Yeah, shredded. I was like, oh my God. Go wrestle. Um, but I, I jumped and like all that stuff I saw, I was like, yo, this is incredible. But then I started looking at that screen. Murs, little brother, Aesop Rock, 
Von P. Tanya Morgan. So who did this? I know who did this. Questlove did this. If anybody's going to be responsible for J-Live, I was like, they acknowledge the underground. The Grammys have never come close to that. Even recognizing they exist. These are artists, like, again, J-Live. Von P. from Tanya Morgan? <laughs> like, th- that takes me back to my OK Play of the Yard days. Oh, my God. And I was like, yo, and I've, I know Von P. and Don Will. I've known them for years. And to see them, like, to see Murs, I was like, yo, they're, they're acknowledging hip-hop. BT, you're on the fucking clock. <laughs> BT ain't coming. They ain't, they ain't answering. Yo. If but, you calling, they ain't answering. No, but BT's, they, they, they already drew the line in the sand on Twitter. They was like, wait until you see ours. Like, okay. Okay. Because Questlove basically curated this. Yes. And I saw people complaining, like, Buster was there. Buster made a Chris Brown song, his song, and it's like the most amazing thing. Because <laughs> it's like, nobody remembers. Bodies ever. Yeah. Absolutely kills it. But I saw people complain, like, what about this person? What about this person? I was like, dude, they only have a certain amount of time. Relax. And everyone really only had 15 You had a verse. Like, right? Public Enemy. Like, you had in a verse. Out. You had to get in and out. And I thought it was very... LL Cool J. It was very... It was exceptional. LL had mad time. It's LL. I get it. But anybody who complained, I was like, you're just fucking... What's wrong with you? Relax. We, we, we never got this stage. Like, Biggie would be proud. Whatever thought the hip hop would take it this far? Like, look, it's on the Grammy stage getting the fifth. Dude, I remember being in high school and my teacher's like, that's a fad. That's just... it, it's here. The rap is whack culture. Yeah. But I thought I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. And I know some people were like, oh, Lucy Vert closing. And, you know, and they had to pay homage to like the young kids. It's hip hop. Like, even if for you the record, little baby can spit. Right. I'm like, listen, guys. <laughs> Just because you don't like the direction it goes doesn't make it any less hip-hop. We had this conversation on the last show about rappers and MCs and how it's all changed. But look, man, it's hip-hop, right? Now, the one gripe that I do have isn't with the performances or what was put together. It's like, Andre, you couldn't stop playing the flute and show up with Big Boy? Yeah. That was like, you motherfucker. Like, you could have showed up. You know. Well, like, we would love to see Andre and Big Boy show because then... I know people would be like, Outcast reunion, but who cares? I, that's the thing. I feel like Questlove posts on Instagram that some people straight up decline. I feel like Andre 3000 is the one that was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and and it's because it's probably like a short amount of time. Yeah, I, It's just like, yo, if we're going to do it, we're going to. Yeah, I mean, look, man, they performed it like Life is Beautiful as Outcast. They toured yep. before. They, they could, Andre could have came out for this. Whatever his reasons were, I don't care. I wanted to see Andre and Big Boy. That's what BET would have to do to top. Yeah, good luck. Good. I don't know if they those. have that budget. That recording academy budgets, that's a different budget. Yeah. But now they definitely, I feel like everything is now curated. Jay-Z curates the halftime shows for Super Bowl. Yes. In which Rihanna is about to do that in a week. Like two football teams are playing during a Rihanna concert. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even mad at that. Uh, I'm actually going to golf Sunday morning. I'm going to be so fucked up. during. I don't really care. I just want the Eagles to lose, but if they don't lose, I'm just the three sheets to the wind, eating uh, wings. Real quick, Eagles or Chiefs? Oh, Chiefs. All right. Chiefs, the only thing I like about Kansas City. Uh, oh, my God. That's you it. hate them both. I'm picking, I'm picking <laughs> the Eagles, but we'll see. I feel like Eagles just have I can't too do many it. things. Only NFC East team I want to see win in my Giants. Of course. but Everybody else must fail. Also, next year, you know the Niners play the Giants. If you play, the Niners play the NFC. So it's a home game. Oh, so we're going to, to, we to the Bay. 
Oh, let's do it. I got to step up my jersey collection. Oh. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. wear like six of them. Yeah, you know, I got to I gotta, gotta, gotta get my fresh Saquon when he re-signs. Anyway, let's continue with you. But yeah, no, so, I mean, I, I love the performance. I thought it was handled very well. Again, like you said, Questlove uh, put it all together. So shout out to him. Now with the awards. You mentioned earlier, Beyonce breaks the record. Terrius Nash, by the way. The dream on stage except Beyonce's first award and Adele was so tickled yeah like you know he's like ha ha and Rich Paul was like yo if you did you watch Adele in In The uh, Rock no Adele and Lizzo's interactions they were like best friends like Adele was like pulling like a flask out and I mean, Lizzo was, and Adele would, like, look over. And we'll get to the, when Harry Styles won, Adele was like, bye, girl. She got up in the middle of Harry Styles' yep. performance, and Lil was like, peace. I was like, these two are, like, best friends. They're going to do a song together. Oh, that'll tear shit. Anyway. I'm yeah, sorry. it's, uh, no, this seemed like a very fun, again, The Rock was having a blast. He won't everyone, go to WrestleMania. No, everyone beside, oh, <laughs> shout out to pro wrestling Twitter. Crushing The Rock. Like, <laughs> That shit was, the jokes were endless, crushing the rock. But everyone had fun. Size Ben Affleck. Oh, man. Motherfucker was miserable. <laughs> he looked every bit of the Dark Knight. Oh. Like, he looked full Batman mode, and J-Lo was crushed. Like, fuck is wrong with you? Listen, man. And they put the camera, I know exactly when it happened. It was when Stevie Wonder and Chris Stapleton were performing. And I'm like, who ain't moving to this? And they go to Ben Affleck. And he looks like, he ain't know what to do with his hands or his hips. Bro, he thought about the next Batman movie. He's like, I wish I got that part back. Like, he felt like this ain't the Oscars. Like, it, whatever it was, he just, he looked miserable. And J-Lo, stop taking that man outside. He don't want to do this. At all. He did not want to do this. Then. So, that was hilarious. But just looking at the awards, Beyonce breaks the record. Doesn't matter without album of the year. Like, she's sold for four. Like, is it an empty award? Like, I mean, an empty record, should I say. No. And I'm Beehive, don't come after me. So, you know, I'm not. I ain't part of a Beehive, but I ain't crushing your girl. But that's, it's kind of reaching Buffalo Bills early 90s. Like, yeah. you, you guys have a lot of AFC championships, but you don't got the Super Bowl. Like, what, what does it matter? It seems very empty. If she can't win the big one. I thought this was the year. Well, a lot of people thought this was the year. So I'll, I'll break this down. Nah, Again, I'm not the biggest fan of Renaissance. You know? I worked at the Grammys. I, I covered the Grammys. One, uh, I found out very quickly, I think my second year covering the Grammys, that the production team has no idea who's going to win. It's not like everybody knows and everybody, like, they, they showed up because they knew that. They don't know. Uh, there were a lot of surprises. I remember, I think it was the year that Everybody thought, everybody in production thought Kendrick Lamar was winning Album of the Year and Taylor yeah. Swift won. And people in production were pissed. I remember being, they're like, what? And everybody like lost their shit. So that was when I realized. It must like, be oh. worse with the Macklemore one. <laughs> That's the worst one. Um, but there was, there was a lot of surprises in production. They don't know. This is like a very small group of people knew who win, know who wins. Now, there's a, there, the reason why Beyonce didn't win, it comes down to something that's very simple. They expanded the category to more nominees. Now, the academy, the voting academy has always been old and white. And recently, they started adding more minorities and younger people from the community. Like, I have friends that are on the voting academy. But they're still not the predominant voters, right? So what happens is you have Beyonce, Lizzo, 
Kendrick Lamar. Now, you're asking these people to split the vote. Some people are going to vote for Kendrick. Some people are going to vote for Lizzo. And a lot of people are going to vote for Beyonce. The safest album is Harry Styles' album, which all the old white people was like, I heard that song. And it's easy to gravitate towards that album more than any other album. So it's like, if Barack Obama was running up against another black person for president, it split the vote. Beyonce got her vote split. Like, some people voted for Kendrick. Some people voted for Lizzo. It's like the Heisman. Yeah. If you have a QB and receiver, both from, like, Bama, you're splitting the vote. Exactly. Like, some people, they're like, ah, well, one goes with the other, and I got to pick, I have to pick one. If Beyonce was by herself, she probably would have won that award. But the fact that she had to split votes with others, and Harry Styles had this very safe, very everywhere type of album. Like, there were, like, nobody... Nobody from the hood has heard a Harry Styles album. Nah, I just remember. I just know him from, uh, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think he's playing the character. Or no. Uh, Not Guardians of the Galaxy. Whatever, from Marvel, uh, The Eternal. Yes. And my daughter knows, like, all his stuff. I, I don't listen yeah, to Harry Yeah, he's, he's in a movie with Florence Pugh. Who Florence Pugh is. Yeah. So there you go. But nobody from the hood knows a Harry Styles album. But that song came out, I was like, oh, I know what that song is. Yeah. That's a safe song. You can't beat that because... So you think Taylor would have took away from Harry and Harry from Taylor? If Taylor, her album would have counted. Taylor would... She just would have won. It's, <coughs> Taylor's impossible to beat. Okay. Taylor is the, the big bad. Like, she, she's Thanos. She's got all the, the jewels in it. Like, you can't beat her. It's just that Harry Styles had an album that was... Thought you were going to make a Spades reference. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, a big when Harry Styles accepted that award and that the old white lady was the, the fan that was champion Harry Styles. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's winning because he connects with that. And that's a majority of the voting academy is that. Nothing wrong with it. They, no. They can't help that they're old and white. It's just what they are. But if the, if the academy looked more like us, Beyonce probably would have won. They split the vote. It's going to be too late for her. It's going to be your training day. When she eventually wins, because yeah. it's Denzel. It's like, you didn't win for Malcolm? You didn't win for the Hurricane? You didn't win for, like, you just go down the list. You didn't win for, you went for training day? What was it Susan Lucci who didn't win, like, forever in daytime, like, soap opera things? And finally, it was like 27 yeah, nominees but, or something. But it was like Denzel lost to, like, Al Pacino in Cinema. And people were like, really? But if you saw Malcolm X, again, if the Academy was black, everybody was like, that was Malcolm X. I grew up thinking Malcolm X looked like Denzel Washington. That's what a lot of people would say. <laughs> But because it was Al Pacino, it was Al Pacino and everybody knows Pacino, so you can't beat him. It's the same case with Beyonce. Beyonce's going to have to have a year where there is no Kendrick because Kendrick could never win that award with this type of album. White people are like, this shit's too... Yeah, no, it's, too it's not safe. Anymore. Not album. No. So, good luck, Beyonce. At least he got a rap album. He did. Some people were mad that Pusha T didn't win. I get it. What? But I, like, I get it for people that... Cause look, people love the Pusha T album. I liked the Pusha T album, but it ain't. It, it was no. I thought Mr. Morale and the Big Step was yeah. was daring, was risky, was everything that. And people that, have heard my to pimp a butterfly. Too. Yes, but this it, is very similar. The replay value on this isn't like great, but this is in a better way. And the thing is, there's no other album like it, and that's that's what separates rap albums. But Harry Styles album, guess what? You're gonna find like twelve albums like it over the next few years, and those albums win album of the year. And I don't know who the new artist is. I support everyone black. Oh. Um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, Samara Joy. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know who she is. She's an amazing no jazz singer. She's young, and she's, she channels Ella Fitzgerald. And people saw, she like, she won, and people were like, huh? Who? 
And I, it took me back to when Esperanza Spalding won Best New Artist and people like shitting on her and I love Esperanza Spalding. And they were like, who is that? And I was like, she's black. and She's incredible. So get over yourself. Like some people were just like, who do they want to win? Lotto? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no. Like, Samara yeah. Joy, she deserves like, if you haven't listened to that and you love jazz music, go listen to that. She's incredible. Yeah, I don't know who else here would have actually won. No. So that's a pretty good choice. And then, yeah, Lizzo wins about the time record of the year. Overbreak My Soul? Tough. This is a tough category. I mean, Break My Soul won. Kendrick was nominated for The Hard Part 5. Which Not is even a real song. No, it's just <laughs> like the leading for the album. But one day, Beyonce will get it. Like, she, she knows. At a certain point, you just go, I probably can win this shit. Like, what? I made a fucking dance album. I made a house album. Yeah. And I didn't win. To be fair, yeah. It's probably not the album too. No, it kind of is. It's the most accessible Beyonce album. Like, Cuff It was fucking everywhere. Yeah. But if you can't win with that. And Break My Soul. Yeah, that's two. That's what I'm saying. You can't win with that. Plastic Off My Sofa. You can't win with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Again, it's, it's going to be very based on the, the year that everyone else has for her to win. Yep. With Taylor dropping every other year. <laughs> like, you got to get in where you fit in. So that's, that's going to be a tough one going forward. Let's hit the break. Come back. It's a boxing show, not a music show. Uh, I'm lying. You know we talk music. Let's hit the break. Come back. We're going to recap some of the boxing matches before we get out of here. Don't go anywhere. Right back after this. All right, everybody, let's close this out talking boxing. Dre, before we get into recapping the cards from last weekend, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, had a little bit of a speed bump. That's, it's a pretty significant speed bump. Still not final for a fight that's supposed to go down, down April 15th. I mean, two and a half months away. Still plenty of time to promo. You've put it out in the world. But the speed bump is regarding the rematch clause. Not that there is one, because it's agreed that if Javante wins, there's no rematch clause for Ryan. If Ryan wins, Javante gets the rematch clause, which is odd because Javante really doesn't have a belt, but I guess counting his belt is the real belt. Whatever. So, champion gets the rematch. That's cool. Comes down to PBC wanting the exact same broadcast rights for the rematch. And DeZone saying, if our guy beats yours and then he is now the de facto champion, that rematch is on zone. It seems pretty cut and dry. Is this Al Heyman just being Al Heyman and fucking up something so simple? So here, this is where it gets complicated. Ryan Garcia wants this fight. Yes. He's told Oscar De La Hoya under no uncertain terms, get me this fight. I don't care what it takes. That's why there's no rematch clause. Yeah. I guarantee you Oscar wanted it. And Ryan was like, if that's going to cost me a fight, well, good. Because I think I'm going to beat him anyway. And Showtime PBC was like, we'll get the pay-per-view. Ryan probably told Oscar, look, they got leverage with Fox and everything else. Let's do it. The challenge is, it's two sides. Side A is Ryan basically, and Oscar saying, well, if we win, we, you know, we're beholden to the zone. It's only right the zone should have the pay-per-view. We beat your guy. Why wouldn't this be a zone pay-per-view? And that makes total sense. 100%. I don't think Oscar's wrong at all. And I think Oscar's wrong about a lot of shit. 
probably is wrong at all about this. Here's the problem. PBC Showtime is basically saying, y'all suck at pay-per-view. Y'all don't have the marketing team. Y'all are terrible at promoting fights in the States. You don't have the reach that we do. If they figure this fight out this weekend, they're promoing this fight at the Super Bowl. You can't get any bigger than that in terms of promo. They're basically telling the zone, y'all suck. We don't trust y'all. And we're not going to let Javante go out there in a rematch, in, which I don't think is, will happen. I think the rematch doesn't need as much promo. I think it does well regardless. But they think they can make it a lot bigger. I get that. I understand with Showtime, PBC, Espinosa, I get they're sitting there going, we have all these resources. We've watched y'all do pay-per-views. And they suck. Canelo fights, and we don't even know the fight's happening. Yep. I worked at the zone. I, I agree. But if we acquiesce to your rematch clause, if you believe in your fighter that much, because if Javante wins, there ain't no rematch. It's done. Yep. Tell him, sure. Let Golden Boy and the zone have the rematch clause. I think this is, they're going to blow up a fight that everybody wants to see over some bullshit. I get it. I get where Fox, PBC, shows. I get where they're coming from, but no. Let it go. Let it go. That was one of the easiest parts of Fury Wilder is because they co-promoted with ESPN. Yeah. We'll co-promote the first. Wherever people buy, they buy, and then we figure out the shares on that. Like, if more people bought on Showtime, I think there was a bigger split for Showtime. And then if more people bought on ESPN, then you get a bigger split because they're on your platform. I'm not sure why it's not a co-promoting option with the zone. Because the zone sucks at promoting pay-per-views. Like show, is I, it any harder than ESPN Plus paywall? No, yeah, it I is. I mean, we promote better because we get on TV first take. Y'all are the biggest network. It, yeah. Like y'all are not behind a paywall. No. Like ESPN is not behind a paywall. ESPN Plus is. Plus is. But you can at least promote that on, on the ESPN television. platform. Yes. The zone is nowhere to be found unless you find the zone. Right? Yeah, they don't have shows. To really put them on. So it's like... No disrespect to Lock Yeah, if we're going to co-promote, how are you going to carry your weight? We're doing all the heavy lifting. Yep. We're putting this on the Super Bowl. We're putting this on, was it, right around when baseball season gets yep. ready to start. Like, we have all the leverage. They have March Madness games? It's Fox? I do not remember. Not sure. Wow. I don't remember. I haven't even looked. I mean, but they have a streaming platform now. So. I mean, but they have all the leverage to promote and market this fight. The zone has nothing. They're going to, like, what are you going to do? Promote it during, we'll talk about Anthony Joshua and Jermaine Franklin, which is, unless you have the, you can't see them promote something unless you have the platform. My only question becomes, does PBC even have a Showtime deal? Because do they have a Fox deal by the time of rematch rolls around? Does Showtime boxing even exist? by the time a rematch rolls around? That's a good question. I mean, I don't like, know. That, that's tough, right? Like, there's no assurances as there's been in your past yeah. that you have a place for Showtime Boxing, that Steven Espinosa has Showtime Boxing by the time we roll around in August. I would give in, but I, there'd have to be some wording of, like, if Showtime Boxing isn't a thing anymore, we got to get there. Well, yeah, but I, they're not banking on that. They don't even want to put that in the atmosphere. Yeah. Like once that gets out there, then people start speculating about the demise. They don't want any, to do with any of that. But I get both sides of this. I just think Showtime, PBC, they need to be less stubborn because, dude, we already got jerked out of the Bud Crawford Errol Spence fight. We haven't had Errol Spence versus Keith Thurman announced yet. 
We only know we're getting Benavidez and Caleb Plant right now. Al Heyman will let it fall. Yeah, like he will. He doesn't I, care. Like he wants what he wants because he's got the leverage. And I can't say he's a hundred percent wrong. I'm just saying it's bad at, for the sport. That's what I like. Look at the health of your sport, right? Like at the end of the day, the healthier the sport really rides on this year. And again, boxing won't die, but in the words of Scott Steiner, the drastic go down, right? <laughs> because if you're not making the fights that people want to see, if you're not, if you're watching women's boxing accelerate past you, if you're watching the UFC continue to give fights the fans want to see, and you're very, like, this is very public that the reason why this isn't happening is over a network. That's it. Because the fighters are saying, we're in. Like, the fighters are never going to not say we're in. I think it's like, I hate going on social media and watch people say Javante's ducking. No, Javante will fight anybody. All the fighters will. They will. The only thing they want to be is compensated. That's it. You put enough, you put a comma there and some zeros, they fighting anybody. Javante will fight Deontay Wilder if you put enough zeros on the check because he'll think he can beat him. I don't think anybody's scared to fight anybody, but it's the networks and everybody else that gets in. That's why when it comes to the UFC, as much as we talk shit about the fighter pay and all that, they tell who, who the, there's no argument. You're fighting him. That's it. Or else. Or you ain't fighting. Yeah. Or, or else what? Or else you'll never be seen again. Okay. Francis Ngannou. Sorry. We'll take your title from you. It, it's, it's a double-edged sword. But hopefully we get, hopefully figure this out. And hopefully they figure this out this week. Who, like, if you saw that promo for the Super Bowl. Come on. It's the biggest stage you could possibly have. Sells itself. Don't fuck this up. At all. They're, they are on the clock. You got to throw that promo. This past weekend, though, great fights. I was in Arizona. Uh, Manuel Navarrete going for 130-pound championship. And he got everything he could handle in this fight. I mean, gets dropped early. It's not looking great. He's swinging wild. But Wilson couldn't finish him off. And Navarrete comes back to get the TKO stoppage after dropping Wilson later on that fight. People ran a clock on when Navarrete went down. Oh, God. What was that? Almost a minute? 27 seconds. (laughs) Spit out the mouthpiece. Yep. And then got it back, had it upside down, flipped it. Like, did anything besides put some water on it? Yeah. And the ref was in no rush. No, he got away with one there. Because he, he was in a load of trouble. He ain't know where he was. Wilson gave him the blues. Now, Red didn't know where he was at. Oscar Valdez was like, aye, aye, aye. Like, he was like, I can't believe this shit is happening. This is supposed to be my fight. Yep. And Wilson couldn't finish the job. But it's boxing sometimes. I think Oscar Valdez beats the brakes off of him. I do, too. I think they're two offensive-minded fighters, but I think Oscar Valdez is just a little bit more dynamic. Yeah, and he throws straight down the middle. Yeah, he, he's more dynamic in his offense. They both aren't tremendous defensively, but I think Valdez's offense is better than Navarrete's offense, and I think, he's, I think he stops pretty handily. Me too. I think it's a fun fight for about four rounds, and Valdez just takes off. Because, again, we said this last week, you can't look at the Shakur Stevenson fight. No. You lose to Shakur, it's like, so? It's yeah. like Deontay Wilder losing to Tyson Fury. Like, ain't nobody else beating that man. Yep. Chalk that one up. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. And it's funny because people are always saying, 
comments a lot during the week was Shakur ducked Navarrete every time Navarrete was moving up. Um, Shakur roasted didn't Navarrete. Oh, it would have been it would have been so ugly. He probably would stop Navarrete. No, hands down, he would beat the brakes off. Probably eight round. Eight, he ain't getting rounds. caught with those looping shots and nah, the weird he sees, uppercut. He sees all that shit coming. He yeah, that's stop. way too slow. People gotta stop. But Navarrete, it, it, you you saw a fighter who was vulnerable. Maybe it was a letdown in terms of performance because he was supposed to fight Valdez. Maybe he couldn't get up for Wilson like he would Valdez. Maybe that's still a better fight. But fundamentally, stuff is wrong. They, it, it, he's wide. He's open. He won those belts against what Joette Gonzalez. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. He's fun to watch, but yeah. Yeah, this might be a seal. And it's a three-division three champ. There's no, only fine. been 10 Mexican fighters. Three yeah, division it's champ. fine. Like, he's, he's good, but I think Valdez, he pummels him. Yeah. And I think Oscar watching that fight from ringside, it was like, oh, I'm beating the shit out of no, him. No, he should be watching that fight, and he's teased that he could make 130. If you're, if you're looking at the landscape, Keyshawn Davis has to be. Oh, yeah. Why am I staying here with Shakur when he's going to belt, collect, and we're not going to fight each other? Yeah. If I can cut the five, I dog walk everyone I want to Yeah, play. he does. I think he's Sean Davis. I, I mean, he's got to be looking at that. Has to. This can't be a Daniel Cormier, Cain Velasquez situation. Right? Like, you have to, you have to make a move. Because either up or down. Yep. Keyshawn Davis, your time is now. You're that good. Yep. Make a move. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I think looking at that, you're like, nah, I'm comfortable with this belt. And having some in house at top rank. Yeah. These are easy fights to make. Easy. Like, yo, prospect no more. It's time to get my hands on these titles. And then the women's fight, Madison Square Garden. Uh, it could have been in a big room. It was that great. So you're looking at this, Alicia Baumgartner, Nicole May. Still, what a fight. I mean, all four women in the main and co-main, so much damn heart. It's just incredible. And Baumgartner looked great coming out there against um, Mechaled. And, but even then, Baumgartner gassed. Oh, she learned, three times. she learned a lot about herself in this fight. Yeah. She knows she has power. She knows she can hurt people. When she hurt Megalette, she was like, oh, she's done. Unloaded. Empty the toolbox. I was like, this motherfucker's still here. Got right back up. And was like, all right. Take a round off. Hurt her again. Oh, she's done. Went for it again. She's still here. It was to the point, I believe it was the eighth round. I, Alicia was so tired. I was like, ooh. I had a little bit of offense. This could be trouble. Now, with that being said, Alicia doesn't make this mistake again. I don't know. I don't know if you instantly correct the gas tank without. Oh no, no, no! You corrected because the only reason that she lost the gas tank is because she gave it everything she had because she had a wounded opponent. Mm. Like it was, uh, maybe it was a lack of respect for her opponent. Like she thought it was done, and because of that, she blew her gas tank. It was like going for a submission in MMA and holding on to it too tight when that person ain't submitting. Yeah. She won't make that mistake again. She'll be a little bit more calculated when she has somebody hurt. What's the best fight for her going? Like next? It's a Michaela Mayer rematch. I, I think the funny thing is, and I think, um, I think the rematch might be easier for her. I don't know. I, I think they're so evenly matched that it's a toss-up every time. I think... And we'll talk about this with Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. I think in the case of Alicia Bumgarner is that she knows now, like, she can win. She's tasted what Michaela has, which, in terms of power, is not a lot. So I think now, because of her athleticism, I also think, whereas 
I don't want to say Michaela Mayer is a finished product, but I don't think her ceiling's as high as Alicia's. That's fair. So I think we're under the two. Not at this weight class. No, Michaela's bigger, so her best is probably at one forty if she wanted to go up, but yeah. she's not. I think under the tutelage of Tony Harrison and, and that team, I think the small, like this fight was important for Alicia Bumgarner because it's going to make her better. Michaela's got to fight somebody before she gets back in there with Alicia Bumgarner. Yeah, I, I mean, she is. I, I think she's taking a fight, yeah. but I think it might be at like 135. But I, I would pick Alicia to win the rematch. I think it'd still be close. But I think the, the little things that we're seeing out of Alicia is like the, how she sets up the right hand. Like there's, there's things that she wasn't doing two, three fights ago. She's still getting better. Um, she's a star, too. I mean, this woman said, I started my period this morning. Yeah. Which also could explain the gas tank. Exactly. <laughs> like, these are I don't women. Know how this works. Like, this is crazy. I'm, like, I'm just going to talk it up and just be like, you know what? That's a good excuse. I've watched my wife go on, her, and it's just like, and everything's like, oh, and it's like, she had to go fight. This ain't day four. She had to fight like that. It's day one. That can't so, be great. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen my daughters, like, curled over. Like, it's... It's like she fought through that. Yeah, that can't be great. And won pretty handily. So, they got a star. I, I Her and Michaela Mayer probably headline a card. Yeah, because they were coming in last time. They headline a card, and I, I'd like to see them do it in the States. I don't. I just don't know if it's next. I saw Michaela Mayer say that Eddie Hearn is... I need Michaela to stop. She's doing what she got to do to sell the fight. I know, but I need her to stop because it just sounds like sour grapes all the time. Yes, yes. But if she delivers and she goes in there and wins, then it's worth it. She loses again, it looks horrible. So it's one of those things where it's like you, you're talking all this because you have to sell yourself as the best option, which she has. She drummed up the interest again. But you got to deliver. You have to. Yeah, because you, you can't talk all this shit now. I, I would like to see her against Troy. I would Troy's too. healthy. Just because that's a different dynamic. You didn't really beat the champion. Right. Um, Troy has to come here, though. Like, nah, you, Baumgartner's not going to China. Nope. So, like, what, what do you want? How bad do you want this title? So, that, that would be my suggestion. Um, Baumgartner now, though, yeah, it's the zone US doesn't have enough talent and stars. It's not a BAM. Like, they, there's no real selling power. There, because Canelo's not full-time anymore. I don't know what Haney is, if he goes back or if he doesn't. Like, you, you don't have enough full-time star power. No. No more Bumgarner in the UK. No, no, no. She's got to fight, fight in the States. She's a United fine. States fighter. She's a star. Yeah. Like, you, you leave her here. Yeah, she is a legitimate Damn near star. Vegas fights. Like, it's, yeah. it's time. So, hopefully they do that going forward, whoever they choose. They choose main event, Amanda Serrano. Versus Cruz, I mean, Cruz's toughness, one. Incredible. Yes, Erica so. Cruz is just eating punches. She got cut with a headbutt, blood gush, full stone cold, crimson mask. Wouldn't Fuck let me. the corner fix it. No. Nah. I'm not sure what that's smart. That, yeah, I don't know what she was thinking. But I mean, you have a cut, man. Yeah. Wouldn't let them fix it. Wanted to go out there. It's like, shut up. No direction, no nothing. Went out there and just threw hands. And people said they saw flaws in Serrano, maybe like Father Time's catching up. The power wasn't there. She just fought a world-class champion. And this person was tough. Anyone else stops that fight? You look at her face, you should probably stop the fight. She's tough. 
kept going though. Some people are just tough. Like some you just can't get rid of them no matter what you do. Yep. That's that's what Amanda Serrano was dealing with. I didn't see any flaws. I saw a slow start. I saw Amanda Serrano was like, oh, she keeps stuck in her head down. Maybe she'll throw this uppercut. Yep. Oh, that works. Then Amanda was like, oh, I can hurt her. The opposite of Alicia Bumgarner, she ain't going nowhere. Right? So I'm not going to unload. I'm going to be patient with this one. Because she ain't going nowhere. Like, she hurt, but she ain't hurt, hurt. She's still here. Uh, I thought Amanda Serrano fought like Amanda Serrano. I like the fact that she kept her conditioning intact. I like the fact that she didn't really go outside of herself. She dominated the fight. She made adjustments. And she dealt with pressure. But now we got the rematch with Katie Taylor. May 20th. My birthday weekend as well, which I believe is its targeted date still for Lomachenko. So, immediately when I see this rematch, I'm like, man, this is going to be so tough for Amanda. Because now you got to go in Katie's backyard. Amanda has... Can't let it get to the judges. That's the problem. Amanda Serrano has to go into this fight. There's two things that she knows. It's the same thing with Lisa Belmarin and Michaela Mayer. She can't hurt me. I know this. Like, Amanda knows she can't hurt me. She has an advantage in that. Because now, not only she can't hurt me, I know I can hurt her. So, you come in a little bit different. But that crowd, them two-minute rounds, you ain't got a lot of time to waste. You got to go for it. So, it's really a test of conditioning. You don't got feel out rounds like this fight. You either. have you have no. none of that. You got to go out there. It's 10 round, 10 two minute rounds. You got 20 minutes to get the job done against a woman who's undefeated. And a drawing again. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're not beating the crowd. You're against the crowd. No matter what you land. Silence. Yeah. They'll be like, ah, oh, ooh. Katie Taylor is like a conversation. They're going to blow up. One of those judges is going to be swayed by that. So what you have to do is you have to hurt her. Even if you don't stop her, everything has to count. Got to drop her at least once. Yeah, you just, but you have to hurt her. You have to hurt her the ways that you hurt her in the first fight. You got to do that in multiple rounds to have any chance of winning. I don't know if she can stop Katie Taylor. Two minute rounds is just not enough. Yep. But I think mentally, as much as people think that Katie Taylor is the, the mental advantage, I think it's Amanda Serrano. I think Amanda, like everything I said, I go into this fight, I know I can bust your ass. I know you can't hurt me. The only way you can beat me is outworking me. Yep. So my whole camp is conditioning. That's it. Conditioning. Because you can't let off the gas in those late I'm rounds. throwing 12 million punches this I'm being like Ben Rodriguez. I'm not letting off the gas. I got to fight every minute because I know I'm fighting you. I'm fighting this crowd. And I'm fighting mortality. Fighting the promoter. Everything. Like, everything I, against you. If I don't win this fight, it's over for me. It's over. So she has to win this fight. But boy, Ireland, good fucking luck. Got to drop her. <laughs> you got to drop her and you got to hope that the ref doesn't do what happened in the Navarrete fight and give Katie two hours to get up. Yep. Or call it a slip or something stupid. She, she's, she's up against it. Yeah. It's a New York. New York was a fair shake. Right. It's a New York. And it's a fight that was very close. Could have won either yep. way. Amanda lost. But you go back going, damn, I could have beat her. But now it's like. No, you really got to take it from Yeah. Her. Now it's like we're going to ramp up the difficulty in the rematch. We're going to lower your health bar. Like in a video <laughs> game, we're going to ramp up the different difficulty and be like, damn, everything's stacked against me now. Good luck, Amanda, but I can't wait for that fight. Oh, it's going to be one hell of a fight. Women's boxing is on fire. Boxing as a whole. Thank you, guys. Oh, one, one thing. Yeah. They announced Anthony Joshua versus Jermaine Franklin. Oh, they did. Yeah. And I saw people shitting on it. Stop. Leave AJ alone. 
He's fought everybody. Yeah, the man needs a win. Can you give this man a break? Tyson Fury's fought. Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. AJ deserves one. It's on April 1st. It's WrestleMania weekend. Uh, We'll wake up. We'll watch the fight. April Fool's Day. Yeah. Yeah, he'll knock out Jermaine Franklin and he'll get back to it. Leave AJ alone. He has the best resume of all the heavyweights in terms of competition. He can get somebody. He needs to find his confidence. He needs to find his clearance. Yeah, it's okay. It is okay. Y'all stop. Okay, they hit the reset button. Yes. Should have done it before. Before this. He should have. Honestly. Here we yeah, are. Yeah, so, like, he, he needs this fight. Again, thank you guys for listening. It's always great talking boxing and music. Love these shows. Make sure you guys check us out on social media, all the platforms. we got a TikTok now. It's popping. Appreciate you. Everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, the Wind Resort in Vegas, everyone in Booth holding it down. Keep this nice and short. Till next time, we're out. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com